Hey guys, I want to start out today with our Horrible Movie Podcast Facebook post of the week. It comes from a guy named Jonathan Lindsay. Jonathan, uh, thanks for posting. Says you're from New Mexico. Thanks for listening. Hey, uh, he posts talking about he listened to the Howard the Duck episode and he said this. Nice review. But he said about the Howard and Beverly relationship. Um, Howard is the duck. Beverly is Leah Thompson's character. And he is saying they always had a relationship in the comic books. He went on to say that in Marvel Comics, in general, Beast and Carly and the X-Men, the animated series, they have a uh, relationship. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Hetzpaba, sorry, Jonathan, and Corsair. Um, who Corsair is Cyclops' father. I did know that. But the girl, Hespaba, we'll call her Hez for short, uh, skunk-like uh, lady. All right? At any rate, he's pointing out that there are many relationships in comic books, and in Marvel comics in, comics in particular, that uh, have weird relationships like that. But again, um, thanks for tuning in. Howard the Duck, by the way, great episode. Jared and Laurie Chester on, on that episode. Uh, Jonathan, thanks so much for writing in. Folks, go to our Facebook uh, page, like it, and uh, share those posts on there. Tell a friend. That's the best way to promote our podcast. Without further ado, back to our episode. Well, well, it's Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's Friday. If it's 10 years from now and you finally decided to download this episode, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. It might um, be Friday. It could be Friday. It Who could knows? be Sunday. It could be Saturday. It could be whenever. But with any with any uh with any uh thing else uh in mind here, we're gonna go I don't know what that is. With anything else, that's not even a, anything any human would say. Um Okay, so welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. This week's episode, we're talking about nine lives starring Kevin Spacey. And on this episode, we have Rebecca Walker. Becca, welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast. Hi. Um, you. This is your favorite movie of all time, right? That is false. It's false. Uh, false. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Amanda, my wife. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you been? I've been, I've been well. Thanks Doing for good? checking in on me, Jack. Good to see you. <laughs> um, so, Rebecca, this summer, we talked about this movie. Um, it had an August release, early August, which is the tail end of the summer, but yet it's still the summer, which is still your blockbuster time. Someone had the cockamamie idea that this was a summer release movie. Yep. Um, when did you first see uh, the trailer for this movie? Do you remember? Um, I think it was the beginning of, I think it was the beginning of the summer. Um, um, okay. I, I, yeah, I think it was the beginning of the summer, and then I, I guess I just assumed that you had seen it and already uh, mentally crapped on it, but yeah, I, you, I, you had not seen it. I was shocked. I, I didn't even know anything about it, like, until you brought it up, and I go, what are you talking about, Nine Lives? What is this? And then uh, we watched the trailer. When you, you had come up for a visit. You're coming to us live from Martin, Tennessee. And um, is it Tennessee Martin University or the University of Tennessee at Martin? Holy cow! University of Tennessee at Martin, UTM. UTM, and they—that's the no. The racers are Murray the State, Skyhawk. Kentucky. You're Skyhawks. I don't know what that. I don't know what a Skyhawk is. Um, that, I don't know because Jack's favorite. It's my animal. It's my favorite animal. Hawks are by far my favorite animal. Um. <laughs> And, and they're proud to be Skyhawks, but I, and I mean, the minute you say, what, what is a Skyhawk? I don't know. It's got to be, you look up in the sky and it's a hawk, but if you were a rodent, you would be fearful. The of hawk, the Skyhawk? Hey, of yeah. any hawk. The, 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 yeah. the, I would think if you were a mouse, which I think that's why, I don't think my C, if you watch hawks on power lines, because they normally will hang out on power lines, on telephone poles, in a tree, because they nest in a tree, but you will watch a hawk, red-tailed hawk, 
um, whatever Hawks, you they will they will wait forever, and they have the best vision, and they wait, and they're perched, and then they literally dive bomb. They their body completely goes limp, and they just <laughs> onto the unsuspecting mouse, grouse, mole, whatever, whatever just made that up. House of mouse. Um, on this, and the mouse. I don't think the mouse can see them coming, because I don't think the mouse can see up that high, or literally look up to be like, well, look, it's a bird coming to kill me. And those talons, Napoleon. Do they have large talons? What? <laughs> uh, anyway, so um. Zoology with Jack. Yeah, but I think the Skyhawk probably is a reference to just it's a hawk in the sky. Holy <laughs> crap! I'm dead. So maybe the founders of the university named their mascot the Skyhawks because it's the last thing that the opponent sees um, is, is, the is the hawk in the sky. Hence, Skyhawk. Come do that lecture for for incoming freshmen. I I would. I would do it and be like, "Oh, he must be right," because it's the way I would present it. I would present it like I knew what the crap I was talking about. I have no idea why they called it the Skyhawk. I bet we could find out. The internet is a heck of a place. So, um, yeah. So everything been going all right? Anything Anything been going on with you? Uh, Christmas. Christmas break. Christmas. Yep. When, um, when this airs, it will be the new year, all right, uh, and it will be the new year, but just barely into the new year, and um, your Christmas break for your school probably is over by that point, correct? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, we'll, yeah, we start back, um, teachers go back that Tuesday, kids come back that Wednesday. Ugh. All right. We're in the same boat, so I think Amanda's actually... I'm a day... She has one a more. one day different, yeah, because they have yeah. a work day on Wednesday, and then anyway. Um, but it's been a good Christmas break. We've enjoyed our it time. Has been. It's been a good time it's off. It's been great. So. Um, yeah. All right, so let's do this. Um, without further ado, we're going to start talking about this movie. Um, and it's time. It's time for time for some deets. Nine Lives, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. And not Seinfeld. I'm saying that, and it sounded like I just said Seinfeld. Uh, it's Sonnenfeld. Who, what has he done, you might ask? He's done a lot, actually. Um, let me run down what Barry has done. Barry's a New York, New York guy. Um, he has done The Adams Family. He's directed The Adams Family. Um, he, uh, Adam's Family Values, Men in Black, he, di- he directed every Men in Black. There you go. He, That's the thing. He directed Lemony Snicket's, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events. He's also d- executive producer. Um, this guy has got chops. He d- directed, um, Space Chimps. He directed, <laughs> um, Suburban Shootout, a TV series never heard of. Yep. And he also directed... Nine Lives! <laughs> Starring Kevin Spacey. He also directed Wild Wild West, BT Dubs. Um, so, he also, this he and guy... Will Smith must be friends. He and Will Smith are friends. And he, uh, I heard a thing about him the other day um, on Emergency Awesome. He was talking about this guy. And Barry Sonnenfeld was going to direct the uh, Superman movie that Tim Burton was going to uh, produce. And... That's why there's the because uh, he was gonna have Superman fight a big spider at the end, and that's why in Wild Wild West at the end Will Smith fights a big spider. Really? Because this guy for some reason thinks big spiders are the scariest. So anyway, there you go. Really? Yep. Barry Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld. Sounds like I'm saying Seinfeld. <laughs> Sonnenfeld. Um, produced by Lisa Elsie. She's not done much. Written by a team of writers, five writers. Think about this, Becca. You're tasked with writing a movie so horrible that it takes five writers to make this horribleness. Is that maybe it started off worse? Somebody would come up with one good one-liner. You'd think, not not cat-based jokes. I bet there's a okay. There's a Gwen Lurie, Matt Allen, Caleb Wilson, Daniel Antoniazzi. 
and Ben Schifrin. I bet Ben Schifrin was tasked with all cat puns for this movie. Ben, what you're going to do in this movie is you're going to write all our cat puns. All right? Once you write all the cat puns for this, Ben, I know you are. I know you're a cat person. I bet you've got a lot of good cat puns. You can go to Matt Massachusetts on vacation. You can uh, uh, have some cat soup on your uh, burgers. And then go get a cat scan. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't get a cat scan. <laughs> they literally said that in the movie at one point. Yeah. The cat did. fell and hit his head or whatever. I hope he's okay. I wonder <laughs> if there's like. A- Cats? Do you have MRIs for cats? No, it's a cat scan. Oh, high five. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ben, why did you write this, Ben Schifrin? Why? Maybe it was really bad. Like, it were even worse than what it is, right? Yeah. And it started out with one writer, and so they just kept adding people because they were like, <laughs> we need help. Maybe he'll make it better. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, and that girl, she'll, yes. she's real good. Yeah, Gwen Lurie is the best. Okay, she's not very good. Uh, Matt Allen. I know a guy named Caleb Wilson. We'll bring Caleb on. And Daniel Antoniazzi, he is the best. And you're not going to have a cat movie without the cat burglar, Ben Schifrin, to write all your cat puns. (laughs) It's a dream team of cat-based movies. Anyway. All right. So starring Kevin Spacey. Can you believe he did this? And he did it this year. It's not like this is from, like, 1998, before his big run of movies. You know? Like, K-Pax. He did K-Pax. It wasn't like, oh, well, I better do something else to make some money, because K-Pax was horrible. I'm going to do Nine Lives. No, no, no. He did this in 2016, after House of Cards. After so many big movies. Like, so weird. Like anyway. he's, he's I know he's been, in, like, nominated for an Academy Award at some point. Yeah, not for this. <laughs> um, Jennifer Garner, who I'm not a big Jennifer Garner fan. Are you a big Jennifer Garner fan, Rebecca? Yeah, I love her. I do too. I like her a lot. Dude, Alias was amazing. No, Alias is good. Okay, that was that was that was 17 years ago. What's she done since then? <laughs> I don't know. I just I I recently um, binge watched Alias again, like a year a year ago, maybe. Does it hold up? It does. Um, I know. I binge it again. I loved Alias, and I love Jennifer Garner. Speaking of Alias, um, do you know where the idea, Rebecca, for Alias came from? I I feel like I've heard this before, but I do not remember, so I'm going to say no. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I um, love him. He created, Felic- he created Felicity. Right. Um, and after the first season of Felicity... He, they're having the writers' meetings, and with their with the production company, and we're, he was like, he was getting bored with that first season. Felicity, because he's like, he's J.J. Abrams, you know. But at the right. time, he he was just a he was a a um, burgeoning a burgeoning is that the right word? He was a no. burgeoning. No, um, he was a <laughs> it's um, never the right word. Aspiring. He was in a, he would rather have been doing action or sci-fi, correct? So his pitch was. Can we turn Felicity into a secret agent? Because that would make sense. She could go to college. She would get recruited and become a secret agent. And they're like, no, we're going to go ahead and keep her as Felicity. Um, and she's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, and so then he turned that into Alias. Basically, Felicity, basically, Alias is because he was wanting something more. So anyway, Alias. And the rest is history. But Jennifer Garner was on Felicity. Yes. She was. Mm-hmm. She, she was on Felicity as what? As um, a girlfriend to one of Felicity's RA, who was played by Scott Foley. I loved Felicity too. Yeah, she. Um, <laughs> I did. I loved it, and it was per- like the run was perfect because it was just her college years. Smart. Yeah, it was really smart. Smart, and then but her then her roommate actually was a secret agent. Is that or her no, her, her the RA's was girlfriend never, was a secret agent? Well, I mean, she was not. Jennifer Garner's character on Alias, like it wasn't her name, like the namesake of, I can't even remember her name, but. But you don't think she was like undercover? No, I don't think so. You don't think it was just her playing, needing to come in and do that? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway. Robbie Amell. I choose to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Amell. Um, it's okay, ladies. Ready for this? It's ladies' night. Robbie Amell, is he better looking than, what's his brother's name? 
Stephen Amell. Is Robbie Amell his cousin? Cousin. Oh, they look a lot alike. They do. Who's better looking? Robbie Amell, who's in this movie, as Kevin Spacey's son, or Stephen Amell, TV's Arrow? Think about um, it. I'm not going to do a cage fight on this one. No, no cage match here. <laughs> so, I feel like they look very similar. They but do. Okay. I think I have to go with Robbie. I don't know why. Okay. They they do look very similar to me, but I mean you they look a lot alike. But I I, I think I'm still gonna have to go with Robbie. Robbie is in. <laughs> okay, Amanda, who's better looking, Stephen Amell or Robbie Amell? I agree with Becca's statement. They do look a lot alike. Who would you say? I would say. Uh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, because y'all like Arrow. I love yeah, but, Arrow. But, yeah, but I think Robbie uh, on it. But, but he's a good-looking dude. But Robbie Amell was the first Firestorm on. He was on. And, Flash. and then, and then I don't know if he just didn't want to do that longer, or was just like I'm just. He doing did one a lot season. of. He's done a lot of movies. He so. has done a lot of movies. He's had some major success in movies, yeah. and I think more success than the Stephen Amell has had. <laughs> What's that? He's kind of a male Judy Greer. He's kind of been in little parts and everything. Yeah. I think in Hollywood, it's all about, um, and I don't know if you've ever been around, um, like, uh, I don't know. stacking Stephen up. Did Turtles. No, he did now. That is true. That's, and that he was is a big Casey one. Jones in the Turtles <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, I think of Hollywood, it's kind of weird. Like, Hollywood is that place where you, you get those parts and you um, kind of stack them up, and it becomes. Um, your career of this longevity of how many years in a row can I be in movies to stack up those movies and make money off of it's kind of weird so weird and Robbie Amell probably has a good career in and Steven as well obviously I mean they're both getting paid yeah big time so um, we have uh, Cheryl Hines is in this as the ex-wife which I don't even know why she's still around because she's Robbie Amell's mom I'm not saying in life this is if you listen to our midweek episode folks you'd listen to me just too soon. too soon everything um anyway um i meant why is the ex-wife in this movie still around it makes no sense mark consuelos that's mr kelly ripa to you um his character's stupid and then uh christopher walken a really bad christopher walken <laughs> impression but his character man christopher walken don't you think that they really layered this with some major stars they really did i mean they did Imagine if these people wouldn't have been in this movie. Yeah, it's a Hallmark movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something different. I feel like if... I mean, you have Kevin Spacey and Jennifer Garner and then Christopher Walken. You have all of these people who are big name people, but they're in this movie. And their acting is not an issue, I don't feel like. No, I just think the content is... The content yeah. is the issue, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you a stuck good actor, other I mean, people in the, the movie... The saying, the saying is, a good actor can make a bad movie good. A bad movie can make a good actor look bad. And I, I, don't, I don't think even Kevin Spacey and Jennifer Garner could save this. No, but I think it's such a... It's the content. It's really weird yeah. that they yeah. did it anyway. Well, and, and, and it's such a, it's an idea that... It's over. I mean, it's been done before. Um, yeah, Doctor Doolittle. Yes, yes. And what you I say, don't know. Doctor what? Doctor Doolittle. Oh, Doctor. I thought you said Doctor Who. I was like, which no, episode no. of that? Doctor. I mean, talking animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bad also, uh, not trading place. Trading places. And what's the? Oh, Freaky Friday. Yeah. Out of body well, experiences. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, release. Uh, just like heaven. Yes. Oh. What's the other one with? One. What's the other one with um, Zach Efron and Matt Perry? Matthew uh, Perry. Some, Seventeen again. Seventeen again. Oh yeah, Seventeen again. Oh. That one I like. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. We, did we see that in theaters? I don't know. Maybe. Is that possible? That was during High School Musical time, so it I was. can imagine I, can I see us being might have wanted to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um. That, that was what I. That was what I said. Who knew Zach Efron could act? Yeah. He's bringing it on now, not to segue to Zac Efron, but I mean, he's going to be in the new Baywatch movie with The Rock. I know that sounds stupid, but like that looks like it's going to end up being a big movie. And The Rock, anything he touches turns into gold. It really does. Championship gold. I love The Rock. You smell what The Rock is cooking? I like The Rock I a too. lot. Um, who's better? I'm not going to say who's better looking, The Rock or Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> I think The Rock is. Um, so, 
Release date uh, in America, August the 5th, 2016. Um, it's, this is saying it's a French comedy. I'm not understanding, I don't understand that either. why they're calling it that. Does anyone speak French? No, $30 million cats are French. <laughs> um, $30 million budget. Box office was $44 million. So it technically on the books made $14 million, which... Says a lot for such a horrible movie. How much did Kevin Spacey get paid for oh, this movie? They had to sweeten the deal big time to get him, I'm sure. So, anyway. Okay. Who's ready for some plot? I am. I am. Me, me. Okay, it's time for the plot. Um, first things first. Tom Brand runs a very successful company called Firebrand. They do everything. They never specifically say what it is they do. They <laughs> don't. True, they don't. They're, I think they're an architect. I just understood them to be an architectural company because they're building things. They're building things, and he builds. He, he builds yeah. this gigantic, the ha- tallest building in New York City, is what it's going to be. But then, uh oh, turns out, turns out that this building is well. I want to be the tallest in the country. Yes. But Chicago is beating them. Yes, yeah, some random thing in Chicago. Do they uh, ever say what it is? No, nah, I don't. They don't. They, they may have said it, but it doesn't really doesn't really say which one it is. Why am I yawning in the middle of the day? I don't know. I've it's done really it weird. like ten times. I'm not sure what's happening in this movie. Bad. It's making me yawn like a cat. How many times can they say cat in one movie? This movie all the time. Oh no, I'm a cat. No crap, really. <laughs> Sorry. So um, he. Is he he he? Uh, what did your sister do? Uh, he skydives. He's Rebecca. Your sister Rachel skydove. We watched her oh, skydive. Skydove. Skydove. Um, <laughs> we watched her skydive out in the country, out here near where we live. And um, so this guy, Firebrand, Tom Brand, Tom the Firebrand, skydives or in past tense, skydove onto his own <laughs> building, which. It's pretty impressive because if if he would have missed the skydive, he would have right. plummeted until his death. New York City, like yeah, is that legal? I can't I can't imagine it being legal to skydive. He lands, he lands on a like four by four circle. It was perfect, perfectly perfect, perfect that, landing. They're really setting this up to show you that this cat, no pun intended, maybe pun intended, is <laughs> top dog. In every in everything he does, um, he gives a flowery little speech about how great it's the greatest building, it's the tallest building in the northern hemisphere. They're Number so one, proud. we're so proud of it. And um, his son is actually Robbie Amell. His son David is actually in the plane when he jumps, going over his daily stuff. His wife is named Laura. That's Jennifer Garner. This is his second wife. His first wife is Cheryl Hines. And um, he skydives on this little platform. He talks about how tall the building is. They immediately go into a board meeting type scenario with Mark Consuelos. I almost said Jessica Consopolis, but Mark Consuelos. <laughs> um, and um, Mark Consuelos, they already kind of build him up, his character Ian Cox, to be a shifty kind of swarmy character who um, was wanting to have the company go public. The whole point of the movie, folks, is that this mo- that this uh, company, he wants Firebrand to go public and so they can all make billions of dollars off of selling it and off the shares, making shares of the company. Um, Tom does not want that to happen. He does not. No. Um, and because it's his company and he wants to keep it in his family. Um, the big thing with – the other big thing in this – Two big plot points are um, them wanting uh, Mark Consuelos' character wanting the company to go public so they can all make money. Also, the daughter, his daughter, is turning 11. She wants what for her birthday, Rebecca? A cat. Yes. And um, so, and he, and she has a big birthday party coming up, and she has to make sure she hits. He goes to this birthday party. He has to pull himself away from work. Uh, what would you say the theme of this movie is as far as um, the moral the moral lesson that it the teaches us? Uh, the importance of family prioritizing um, family and the importance of being there for your family, probably. 
I, I, which is a fantastic moral. I don't mean to sound so whatever about it, but <laughs> and it's a great moral. I mean, it's good to spend time I, with your family. It's all to deliver, and I just felt like it wasn't delivered well. It wasn't delivered in a way that, that wasn't, um, oh, at the expense of being successful. Or the other thing that happens in this is that even – you the only who do you feel most sorry for in this situation because you the the daughter probably the daughter the and yeah. the son uh, uh, Robbie Mel's character David yeah I feel sorry for him yeah he gets the shaft because he's picking his butt trying to please his dad yes and, and it's never, never he's got this crappy little office <laughs> yes yeah and, and what they try to do is but he's all nobody in his dad's own company sorry go ahead well they try to. Yeah, which is really weird that his dad hasn't given him a level of promotion beyond like personal assistant. Because I mean, he's ba- yeah, yeah, because basically he is basically just his dad's personal assistant, correct? I think so. And the Mark and, and the Mark Consuelos person is um, above him and going to the board and talking to the board about going public and behind Tom Brand, Kevin Spacey's character's back. But what happens is – and Hollywood movies are doing this a lot more lately that I've seen, even in family movies and things like that. They're taking they're, – they're, they're showing the dad be this workaholic. The mom is at home, but even the mom later on in the movie when he tur- is turned into a cat is they throw shade at the mom because she's having some side thing going on with – the realtor guy, correct? I know. I think she was trying to buy a house because he thinks it's a relationship, but then he finds out that she has been wanting to buy this house because she was going to leave him. Um, but I felt like, like what I think they were trying to say, she never had a relationship with a guy. She was seeing him just purely as a realtor. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that, just like with you, I felt like a lot of people would misconstrue that and say, oh, but she was seeing him too. What, they didn't really pull that. Well, I know we're skipping way ahead, but that, but that narrative made no sense to me. Like of why they they, they played it that way to to fool Kevin Spacey, right? When right. he was in cat form. But even right. then, the realtor. How dumb is that realtor guy that he thinks that this is a relationship? If that was the case. Yeah, and I don't think he ever thought it was. Do you think it know. was them seeing each other because? He I was, think it was a poor choice of words. <laughs> she was seeing him to go about this house? Yes. By the way... I know it sounds dumb. I know it's dumb. Maybe I was being a little too ignorant there, but... Um, no, I, I was confused by it, too. So I think the movie in yeah. general, the poor writing, were you awake for this part? This is the, okay. this was was, the, big, this is the big chunk wherever, um, whenever I fell asleep. <laughs> so make, make this known, folks. Listen, if you want to watch a movie with my wife, Amanda... Make sure you do it during the day. And give her a lot of caffeine. There's no guarantee that she will I stay awake. I need caffeine. There are certain <laughs> things that have to happen in order for me to stay awake during the movie. Make some coffee with a Mountain Dew. There's no guarantee she'll stay awake. But the None actor, the, you know who the actor was that played the realtor? No, I missed it. Well, okay, you ready for this one? He also, he is from, he was from Flash. He what? played that alternate reality Jay Garrick character. From Flash, really? You know what's his? What, what was his name? Did he end up being Eobard? No, he didn't. End Zoom. Up, he ends up turning into Zoom. Yeah. Man, I'm sad. Yeah, that you I missed, missed that. it. Well, don't be that sad because it's horrible. Okay. Well, I mean, like I, I, I watched enough of the movie to know what it was about, but I fell asleep for. I'm saying probably 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I was out for. She, I woke up at the end. I found out what happens at the end, and I knew what little, happened in the beginning. She took a little cat nap, if you will, during this movie. Okay, yeah. so let's do this. I, I've got to clean this up a little bit. But Miller, I, I, but Miller no, watched he all of it Our and laughed and enjoyed it. He giggled the whole time. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to clean it up. I'm just going to pull out some plot points. And then we'll kind of go back through them real quick. So we have number one, Kevin Spacey's character, Tom Brand, is a wealthy tycoon. All right. His son is Robbie Amell. He has an 11 year old daughter. And he has a a second wife named Jennifer Garner, who um, Jennifer Garner and the daughter are trying to get um, Kevin Spacey to the birthday party. Very important. 
we have Mark Consuelos, who plays the evil villain in the movie, and he is going behind Kevin Spacey's back to get the board, the board of Firebrand Industries, whatever they do, to um, sell the company, or no, to make the pub- company go public. You have a, a board, six or seven white-haired white men um, that are on this board that make decisions, because, of course, every board of anything has just old white people with gray hair on it. Um it could be never mind. Um Father Christmas? Exactly. The Christmas board is on there. Um and every deacon board ever. Okay, so then um continuing on, sorry. Um we're gonna go with also big Felix Perkins. Spelled P E R K Felix like a Perkins. P E R K I N S Perkins. However, he uses a pun of his last name, a cat pun, and he names his cat store Perkins, P-U-R-R-K-I-N-S, Perkins. He is the magical um, store owner who apparently turns people into cats on a regular basis because later in the movie we find out that all these cats talk to Kevin Spacey's cat, and I think he's been turning these people into cats. Like, I don't think he's someone we should be trusting, and he just... Takes people and turns them into cats. Folks, spoiler alert. He turns Mark Consuelos at the end of the movie into a cat. Because he's a bad dude. But who is the bad dude? I, don't I know. think the person that's turning humans into cats is a bad person, too. <laughs> he is, he is perfectly the happy with the. That's true. He is perfectly happy turning people Perf- into cats. Perfectly happy. <laughs> turning people into cats, too. You can tell he enjoys his craft. He does. You asked when you awoke from one of your fog. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you remember this or not. Amanda. I don't know. It's foggy you go, times. <laughs> you go, you saw Mr. Perkins on there and go, is, is he a witch? <laughs> and then you went back to sleep. Is he a witch? That's true. I do remember asking that yes, question. Yes, he's a witch. Go back to sleep. <laughs> All right. So um, basically that's where we're at. The building they're trying to – the Firebrand building – um, they built it. Mark Consuelos really screwed up the build-out of this building. And we end up on the very top floor of the building. Um, it, it's not as tall. It's 60 feet shorter than the building in Chicago that's being built right now. And that's on Mark Consuelos because he, I guess, is the main contractor or whatever that made the plans. And um, it wasn't tall enough. Um, Tom... Uh, Tom Brand, Kevin Spacey, goes to Mr. Perkins' pet store to get this cat. Okay? Doesn't go to PetSmart or Petsway. He randomly goes down a dark alley. Yes. In his Lexus, by the way. The creepiest. And it's called a pet store, but it has nothing but cats. Yeah. This is a cat-based pet store, which, Becca, I don't know if you know this or not, but anyone that's ever paid for a cat doesn't understand the economy of cats. No, you can just pick one up wherever. They're everywhere. And, and they actually may just show up at your house at random if you leave food out. And if you say loud enough, I really want a cat. Oh, they're going to be rubbing up against your leg and making you sneeze the Gross. rest of your life. I mean, I'm just saying. That's what cats do. I mean, there's a couple of cats running around our neighborhood. I guess. I say you just said that out loud, and I just looked outside. Oh, my the, gosh. There's a cat. There's two or three cats out there. They heard you talking about wanting a cat. They want a home. Yeah, they don't. There's a billion cats. Who is going to the pet store to buy cats? And they're I, smart animals. They're really smart animals. I I don't think so. They're jerks. Hey, and let me say too, I like cats. I I, I have owned cats. Yes. Uh, Did you buy a cat? Did I insult you? No, no, no. My okay. cat came from uh, the back of a. Um, anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about where my cat came from. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I hated this movie. It was not the white cat. Was, the was Porsche. Yeah. Porsche. Yeah. Cats. It came from the back of a salvage yard. See, See exactly. There you go. There are probably exactly. a billion cats in that salvage yard. Yes. Cats. All right. You know who who likes cats? Uh, who likes a guy named Gordon Shumway. You guys know who that is? No. Nope. That's the real name for Alf. TV's oh. Alf. Well, he likes to eat. His uh, real name's Gordon Shumway, and he eats cats. He does. He came to the right planet because we got lots of them. <laughs> All right. So, um, terrible. We end up. He goes to the pet store. He gets Mister Fluffy Pants, uh, the cat, 
puts him in this really nice carrying, uh, the really nice cage. Cute little basket. Right? That basket cage is really nice. I was awake for that. Um, he gets a call from Mark and Swales' character to come to the building. They go on the, the roof in the rain. It's like an R. Kelly video up there. And they are, um, <laughs> they are on the roof in the rain. They like, kept their shirts on, which is good. And, um, or Seal. I guess maybe Seal did a lot of videos in the rain, too. Baby, when I met a little kid from a rose. That's my Seal impression. Um, is that Seal? That's Seal. Okay. You're right. Um, <laughs> okay, so they're on the roof in the rain. Um, Mark and Swale's character, uh, basically, Kevin Spacey says, how dare you call me? To the roof in the rain. Um, I'm trying to get to my daughter's birthday party, her 11th birthday party. I have this cat. Um, and you know what? The whole reason that we are in trouble as a company is because you failed and screwed up the plans for this building. And that's why it's 60 feet short. Um, you're fired. Clean out your desk. You're fired. Lightning strikes one of the antennae as they're on the roof in the rain on the tallest building in New York City. Durr. And um, the shock throws Kevin Spacey and the cat, Phil, to the edge of the building, okay? Kevin Spacey, cat in hand, and his arm <laughs> around this huge white uh, girder thing, goes, grab my hand, to Mark Consuelos, Kelly Ripka Jr., Ripa Jr., and in a very uh, Michael Strahan, <laughs> Kelly Ripa scenario, oh I feel gosh. like, he's on the edge, and he's needing help, but Mark Consuelos does not help him. Just like Kelly did not have Mike, Mike Strahan. And he falls. Oh, what's wrong? You have goosebumps. My wife is petting my arm right now. Well, you have goosebumps. I'm why just are you petting why my arm? So he does not <laughs> help. He does not help um, Kevin Spacey. And Kevin Spacey and the cat fall off of the building. The wind blows them into a lower window. Like they go out and in. How? I mean, unless yeah, you're Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. It was kind of messing up, so I, I had to stop because um, I rewound it at one point. But um, I was like, I'm not rewinding this again. Yeah, exactly. I, I still don't know how this happened. Okay. Well, he ends up getting like thrown back into a window, and then he and the cat have basically traded places. Did it happen when the During this is Friday with the lightning and everything? But, yeah, but I agree. But oh, here's the thing: the lightning struck, and he was still talking to Mark Consuelos, to uh, Kelly Ripa's husband, to throw him to to help him up. Give me your hand. And he didn't. And he didn't help him. So he wasn't a cat then. He no. goes through a window and he becomes a cat. Was the window magical? Maybe the window or the building's magical. I, what caused him to trade places with this cat? At what point does Christopher Walken come back into the picture? Not till the hospital. So the next thing we know, the paramedics have arrived. Huh. Um, and exactly. Mar- the, the, Helen is right. The uh, paramedics have arrived. And <laughs> they are talking. They're looking at... Uh, uh, Frank Underwood's body. That's Kevin Spacey's character from, 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 House, uh, of Cards. from House of Cards. Uh, they're looking at President <laughs> Underwood's body, and oh, he's out. He's not waking up. And but th- at this point, what's his nut? Um, Kevin Spacey has now turned. Sorry, what the heck? Into this cat, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that person looks just like me. He's wearing a suit just like I am. Wait a minute, that's me. Oh, I don't know. I'm a cat. Yeah. It went down just like that. Yeah. So then yeah. basically, folks, yeah. I'm just going to tell you, we'll just power through this part. He, we, we <laughs> then, we go to the birthday party. Um, we, we don't go to the birthday party because he missed the birthday party because he was being thrown into a window. Then. He's, he's in a coma. He's in a coma. A cat coma in the Kitty hospital. coma. His body, if his body passes away, we find out this from Mr. Perkins, that if his body passes away... He will be stuck in this cat's body forever. I'll be a cat forever. Stop saying that over and over again. <laughs> well, he's important to the story, Jack. Yeah, you got to reinforce in the storytelling that he's a cat. No, duh. Really, he's a cat. We understand this. So um, He can do chin-ups. It, it's so stupid. The, the, and flips. They go to the hospital. As a cat. <laughs> oh, they go to the hospital. Um, basically, then the rest of the movie is him in the hospital. 
Um, the body is is in a coma. The cat is running around doing hijinks, trying to save the company. Robbie Amell is trying to save the company, but Mark Consuelos has used this situation that he has helped create to uh, agree to sell the company. Which how did he get power to sell the company? Who the heck knows? Um, they don't explain it either because they have it in writing that he can't sell the company, that it's a family-based company, and he can't sell it. But somehow he's able to do it. Some clause somewhere. A Santa Claus. In some contract. It causes this to happen. <laughs> These things happen, you Cat know. clause. <laughs> it's oh a my. cat clause. Um, <laughs> Did they make that joke? No, they should have. And um, But they couldn't tie them together. Ben Schifrin, the cat pun expert they hired to do this movie, He's like, I just got to figure out a way to use legalese in a cat pun. Oh, I know, a clause, a cat clause. Cat, cat paw, no. A cat clause. It's a cat cl- That's a wrap. Movies a are done filming. It's a cat Yeah, it's cataton. I'm catatonic. Um, oh, no. And so then, um, basically then, Christopher Walken comes to the hospital, tells them, you got to get up. If you don't uh, do what your family needs you to do, you're not going to be able to get out of this cat body. Mark Consuelos is uh, snidely whiplash as he's twirling his mustache. And uh, <laughs> he's, um, anyway, scheming the whole time. Um, what else? Anything else? Any Apparently other that observations? that realtor thing happened because I didn't, I don't know anything about that. The what? The realtor part happened during the middle. Late in the movie. Late in the movie. Very late in the movie. Um, what else? Becca, tell uh, us more that I've left out. Uh, well, I... I think that's it. Uh, now, are you getting to the end yet? Let's, let's, you... let's wrap toward the end now because I really have skipped around a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I, I ate a bunch of catnip before I started this, so I'm really uh... cranked up. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't, and kind of talked about this too, but I don't understand the target audience. Is yes. it adults? Is it, I don't know if you want to save this for later. Um, no, you're not save it for later. Our kid going. loved okay. it. But, okay. Well, yeah. Is it for kids? Is Miller it laughed for a lot. Adults or is it for cat lovers? Um, I definitely I think I hate this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it for adults? Well, the humor is very kiddish. Like it's not. There's not any one-liners. There's not any. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, they're testing our. Uh, tornado siren right now <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear it okay i wonder no, if y'all good. can hear it yeah so powering through um the uh is it for kids okay to me and maybe i overthought this too much i thought there were some very adult cat gets drunk yes um, on scotch <laughs> missed that part <laughs> and yes. um there was another there was something else that i thought was very adult Oh, well, the business lingo. Um, like the whole first 10 or 15 minutes, they're just sitting in board meetings. Yes. Talking about, like, I was a little lost. I don't see how a kid could sit there, and Miller's probably smarter than me. I mean, he may have he was just, just a cat. Told, he was just laughing at the cat. He was just laughing at the cat. Well, that was the redeeming uh, thing for him, I think. So, yeah, I, I still don't know what the target audience was. It was weird. Um, I just um, know that. You hit it right on the head when you asked about cat owners, and I'm going to come back in a second and talk about that. Um, then, um, basically, though, in this movie, I mean, it's a basic, basically, it's all leading up to the board agreeing to sell it and go public with the company. Now, one thing about this, Mark and Swale's character tells Robbie Amell, because Robbie Mel is running around trying trying to make this work and trying to save the company for the family. Right. But Mark and Swale says, listen, man, I, no matter what, when this sells, you're going to make a billion dollars. And at that point, I realized that myself and realized, well, you know, I mean, okay. So my, my pulling for him to succeed in what he was doing, which seemed very futile anyway, um, was like, there's no point. Who cares? Because he's going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like when millionaires and billionaires fight, I kind of go, I'm not really caring too much about millionaires and billionaires fighting. Because yeah, I I'm don't not, even know anything about that. I'm not either. I'm a thousandaire. 
at best. Um, if that. If that. Um, 100 air. Um, long story short, though, I think the audience was cat cat owners. I think little kids would like the cat flipping around and Kevin Spacey's voiceover kind of like – and I think they also were targeting a very forgotten – a very forgotten and very important audience to this podcast, the Look Who's Talking audience. Yep. Uh, and also, to yep. an even more uh, impressive stance, the Baby Geniuses audience. <laughs> uh, and this podcast, one of the pillars of this podcast is the Baby Geniuses audience. Because that continues for them to make movies like Baby Geniuses and now Nine Lives that will continue us to be able to make Great episodes about stupid movies where human voiceovers are done and put onto animals or babies. It's very important. It's weird. Let me tell you guys some stats. Okay. Do it. Um, Phil, and I'm going to ask you, not right now, but in post-production, I want you to play Sarah McLaughlin's um, Arms of an Angel right now. You know, folks, um, 74 million cats are owned in America. Um, that's, you know, 37% of households in the U.S. have a, have a, have a cat. But an even more staggering, um, even a more staggering uh, statistic is um, 70 million stray cats that live in America. That's about right. You know, there are 13,000 animal shelters and these are all underfunded. 7.6 million companion animals enter animal shelters every year. It's really sad. Um, and I just know that you, Becca, um, found your cat. You were looking for a distributor for your car, and you were at a uh, you were at a salvage yard, and you found a cat. I went to the salvage yard for the cat. Oh. <laughs> Um, I think you... Did you know about the cat at the salvage yard? Oh my gosh. How did you... Was, did someone just say, hey, there's this cat at the salvage yard that needs a home? It's I think that's not a laughing matter to talk about cats. I think it's a serious time. And I think that the biggest thing you can do, folks... Number one is have, like Bob Barker always told us, have your pets spayed and neutered. Spayed or neutered, not both. <laughs> you know what? It's a new America. It may be both. Um, also, that's probably not good. Um, yeah, also, also, have your Mark Consuelas spayed or neutered. Also, the other big thing is this. Would you like to donate to the Mr. Fluffy Pants Fund today? For only two cents a day, you can donate to the Mr. Fluffy Fans, <laughs> Mr. Fluffy Pants Fund, and we will send you a commemorative tote bag. This is not true. Peed in by Mr. Fluffy Pants on this, like on this movie. Mr. Fluffy Pants, donate today. All right, that's my that's my PSA. That's my public service announcement for today. Um. Okay. So I'm. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Um. We basically have Robbie, Robbie Amell at the end. You think he's committing suicide, but he actually base jumps off of the tower when they're selling the company, and um, the cat also jumps off to try to save his life. They meet, they lock eyes as they're jumping, and then um, Robbie Amell lands. Fireworks are going off. He has that that note that Mark and Sweels didn't even care about, and then the they don't sell the company, right? And the cat dies apparently and goes back into Kevin Spacey's body. Yeah, you don't really see the that part. Like you don't see what happens to the cat. You're just led to believe what happens because yeah. Kevin Spacey wakes up. Kevin Spacey cat, wakes up. Much yeah. like I did at this part. With combed yeah, hair. Cat, cat comes back in the end. Yeah. Mr. He has one life he has one life left. That's my just for walking impression. <laughs> anyway, so that's really really the end of the movie. The company Oh congratulations the billion dollar company now is just owned by one family. Great. We're all so excited. But the moral of the story was what, Becca? Uh, family is more important. 
Yes, it was. And this cat is most important. Amanda, any thoughts on morals of this story? Um, prioritizing time, spending time with your family. Yeah. You know why? Time. You know what? You know what song comes to mind right now? Oh, the cat's in the cradle in the <gasps> silver spoon. That's right. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you come coming home, Kevin Spacey, I don't know when. Because I'll probably be a cat by then. <laughs> Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Kevin Spacey is on a house of cards. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. Because I'll be a cat by then. Kevin Spacey. Good job. Thanks. All right, so what are the goods of this movie, ladies? The goods. Robbie Amell's hotness. Yeah, he's (laughs) nice to look at. What? He's not as good looking as me, though. I've got a face for radio. All right. What are the bad... Go ahead. My favorite quotes are, okay, cats, let's do this. Yeah, that, <laughs> Christopher Walken says that. Okay, yeah. cats, let's do this. I've, I don't I turn into like Man, Elwood Blue. He's like deadpan the whole time, though. Like, he's just, he's just the same all he's the time. He's been deadpan for the last 40 except, years. Except when he's explaining the name of his story, he gets kind of excited. He does. It's, it's a cat pun. It's it a is. cat pun that uh, Ben, uh, what did I say his name was? The cat writer for this story. I don't know. Ben, ben Schilfren. Um, it's a cat pun that he created as he's excited. Um, ben Schifrin is actually Christopher Walken's uh, uh, godson. That's probably why he got this job. Uh, um, I, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. Like, Had Jennifer Garner or Kevin Spacey not been the lead actors in the movie, imagine what it even how, how even like worse it could have been. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. at least you have really good actors that are in the movie. I I don't I'm not saying about like the acting ability in the movie. I'm just saying that they're both pretty legit. Um, Amanda, I don't know if you'd have been awake for this part. (laughs) 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 Wait, are we doing bads yet? That was my good. That was my only. Go ahead and go to bads now. (laughs) Okay. But do you remember? The, okay, do you remember the part when he's starting to? Oh, I love my wife, um, and she's getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Was that scene weird? Yes. Like, yes. Make squirm uncomfortable. Yes, because the tone was. Was he saying that as a cat? Yes. Yeah, the I didn't tone see that. was the same tone as in, um, and I talked about this on how the Howard the Duck episode, where except in that one. Leah Thompson and Howard the Duck actually kind of have something going on. And you're led to believe that the cat and her, not that something's going to happen, but she was talking to the cat as if that were what we were thinking. Like they were companions? Oh, like something was going to happen. Weird. Yes. Very weird. weird. Maybe that was the point where she, because she never really figured it out or thought that, um, um, she never figured out that that was actually her husband and right. that cat. That's the daughter. The daughter did. She knew. The daughter did. Um, so is that your bad? That that's weird, right? Yeah that that scene was like make me squirm, uh, and just the business lingo was confusing. Uh, they kept bringing that up. That whole plot. That whole. I felt like they could have simplified and made it less um, to make it less confusing. Mm-hmm. I um, think the bad. Time on that. It was pretty stupid. Um, pretty dumb. Okay. Um, what do you rate this? One being bad, five being horrible. Eighty-two. That would put me at a. What would that? What would that make us? If five is a hundred percent bad, eighty-two percent bad is a B. That would be a four. You're hmm. saying this is a four. So it's a four. Four horribles. Um, <laughs> it's five. It's five horribles. <laughs> five horribles. Amanda, how many horribles? I don't know. Does my vote even count? Babe. <laughs> what? You I... woke up and looked at me and goes, is he a witch? 
about Christopher Walken. So yes, it counts, babe. Can I call you babe? Babe, no. Babe, no. no, babe. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say... <laughs> I mean, for the parts that I saw, yeah. it was like a 3.5. That's pretty good. Um, I think it was... Four. I don't know. I think it's a four. Um, I think it's a four because there are worse things. And my son did laugh at this because we've did. watched he some things it. where he's like, this is really stupid. Um, <laughs> like he watched the whole movie. Yeah. He didn't leave to get up. Like a lot of movies that he watches, his attention span is like, we know he's hooked if he stays, right? Mm-hmm. And if he leaves, then we know, uh, well, it was a good try. Yeah. This is a really... So... Um, one thing I'm finding on these, the writers for this thing, well, there are nobodies, man. Like, I'm talking nobodies. Um, not that I'm a somebody, but there are nobodies. Um, <laughs> ben Shilfren, who I said made it all the cat puns, right? His only other credit on IMDb is a movie called Squirrels. Which is another favorite um, animal of but yours. But it is a second favorite animal that's probably been eaten by many hawks. Um, but this movie... Its tagline is Wanted, no, produced by the visionary director of Wanted and Nightwatch. It's Squirrels, Hold On, what's it say? (laughs) Tagline, Hold On to Your, and then it says Nuts. Um, (laughs) It's a squirrel, and he's eating a human finger. Oh, my. That's Ben Shilfren, folks. Creative genius. Writer behind Nine Lives. Which is another animal movie. Yeah. Squirrels. Cat, it's always got. Cats. Cats and squirrels. Moose and squirrel. All right. So. Let's do this, cats. Let's do this. Real quickly, um, we are going to um, we're gonna sign off here. Uh, Rebecca, you want to hang around for a little bit longer? Sure. And we'll talk about things you've been into. Folks, follow the Horror Movie Podcast at One Horror Movie. Like us on the old Facebook. Follow us out at One Horror Movie on Twitter. Um, Facebook, on we are on thehorrormoviepodcast.com, a website created by Orange Tie, a very great website. Um, we're a Revolver Podcast Network. Current sponsor of the Revolver Podcast Network podcast is Stamps.com, folks. You want some, you want some good postage? Go to Stamps.com. They're going to hook you up. Um, and uh, also, uh, just find us everywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. That's it. Folks, we're going to sign off. Uh, Rebecca, Amanda, hang around. we got a little more to talk about. All right, guys. See ya. All right. So, um, Rebecca, what have you been into lately? Uh, I have been into the show Timeless lately. Because I am timeless when you're pretty. See, that's bad. You like how I set you up like that? Yeah, you did. Um, So, Timeless. What's your favorite part about Timeless? Because I enjoy that movie, uh, that show a lot as well. Same. Um, I okay. I I do like time travel ideas. That whole bend your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Doctor Who. Yes. Um, but I like that this one really focuses on if you could change history, would you? Because um, mm-hmm. they don't the future. They only go. I mean, well, I'm only on the Bonnie and Clyde episode, but um, they. They've only focused on the history, and, you know, if you could go back in time, would you save Abraham Lincoln in Ford's Theater or not? Right. And that whole, I, I like that I, playing with that idea, um, that is what I like. Um, and that's why Logan is nice to look at, too. <laughs> um, you know, and I pointed this out to Amanda, you know who created that show? Timeless. Eric? Yeah, which I like Eric Kripke because he did Supernatural as well. He also, though, I will say this, he also was one of the main forces behind Revolution, which that that was basically I like that was that movie that show had a big run up and I thought it was gonna be awesome, and then um, it just basically turned into Walking Dead without zombies, and then it was right. like, okay, well, all right, what's a good comparison? Yeah, well, that's what it kind of turned into. Yeah, I agree. And um, I might uh, watch that. The only reason I don't watch Walking Dead is because of the zombies. Well, two seasons, I think, is all you got a revolution, so. No. But yeah, he did create Supernatural, which we love. I mean, think about this. He made that series, and it first started in 2005. 
That's how long Supernatural has been on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Long time. Yeah, long, long time. Um, Timeless, though, um, that one, okay, as far as time travel goes, that one, uh, DC Comics Legends of Tomorrow, you watch this? Mm-mm, no, I think you need to watch this. Yeah, because if I think I think I would say this: if you like timeless and you like superheroes, you are going to really like DC Comics Legends of Tomorrow. Watch this, watch season one because you get Arthur Darvel, who is uh, from he's Rory from Doctor Who, and he's uh, Rip Hunter on season one. Now he's not. He's only resurfaced a little bit. Like something's up. As of late. He well, must be filming something. Yeah, he's probably doing who knows what. Now, uh, one connection, not real connection, but one thing with our with our podcast, uh, we saw Arthur Darvel at Planet <gasps> Comic Con in Kansas City. Aww. Yeah, and I took an, uh, an illegal picture of him, and then, <laughs> and then I uh, found out I wasn't supposed to be taking a picture in that part of the area. Did you um, get in trouble? Uh, I got yelled at. He also saw Draco Malfoy. Yes, like I was, uh, I was, uh, I was five feet away from Drake, from Draco. Yeah, from Draco, five feet away. Um, literally, I was less than one foot away from Stan Lee. <gasps> I'm telling. What we need to here's what we need to do. I, I've been looking. I we we will go back to Kansas City to Planet Comic Con for sure. We're gonna go, but we I've been looking for something Memphis way, Tennessee way. But the timing doesn't really work out on Memphis. And Memphis has three or four of them. What about Nashville? Uh, Nashville's is like in it, – it's it, during the school year, and uh. it's it's a really bad time of the school year. Like it's in the fall or something, like the worst time. But you just dropped your phone. I almost did. Um, That almost happened. But I'm really wanting to go to one that way. And then, Rebecca, you would love Comic-Con – like close Comic-Cons. They're so much fun. Another, another one. That one was cool. Like, it's just a good time. What I like about him is this. There, yes, there are some people that dress up as some things. You just go, ugh. Why, yeah. are, you, why are you wearing that? However, it is this group of people that go to Comic Cons seem to be. Would you agree with this, Phil? The least judgmental group of people you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sure because they're wearing what they're wearing. <laughs> would you hair. agree? Yeah. It's they're just cool. fans. They're fans, and they're wearing like who? I mean, some people are dressed up with some things. You go, man, I would never wear that, but more power to you that you'd yeah, wear that. Good for you. It's, it, it's very interesting. Might as well. Anyway, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed our visit to Comic Con, and I'm sure you would too. Anyway, um, what else? What else? Um, Amanda, what have you been into lately? Well, I do have enjoyed the show Timeless, like Becca's talking about. Um. I don't necessarily know if I've been into anything new or different, but I did notice something the other day, and I kind of want to ask Becca about it because I think she would know. On Okay, so on Pinterest, have you okay. seen the button that says, tried it? Ugh. Have this you noticed what? this? Okay, so I'm going to get my phone out real quick. So I was looking on Pinterest the other day, and I am not like a, I don't do social media. I'm really bad at it. Like, I don't have a Facebook. I barely can do Pinterest. I, be, I mean, I'm talking barely. She has her Zanga that she writes, her blog. I, I have a MySpace, <laughs> you know, those things. But so, like, on Pinterest, I was, um, like, pinning some stuff the other day and, like, looking for some house stuff on here, like, ideas. And then I noticed up at the top, whenever you click on something, there's a little check mark. And the check mark says, "Try." I think it says, tried it. Is that right? I thought that uh, was kind of a clever idea. Like... Because there are all these ideas out there, and then, like, you can click on it if you've tried it. And if you've tried it, I guess that can be helpful to other people, right? I I didn't see that. Have you you noticed that? I wonder how new it is, because, like I said, I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to social media and things. (laughs) Like, anything to have to do with that. So, I don't know if that's new. That's just something that I, self-actualization, something like that, and under that lines. Very interesting. You see it though. You see what I'm talking about. I'm uh, I'm looking. It's a check mark. Jack has a Pinterest. I don't ever use it. I <laughs> I made it because we were looking at uh building a steel building home, and there are some really cool steel building homes, and you can build them way cheaper than than regular homes. 
like I'm talking like $40 a square foot cheaper than a regular house. And you can do some awesome stuff and then really open floor plans, which I really like a big open floor plan. Um, cause I want to be able to do my gymnastics and my tumbling in the living room. You know, while I watch TV, I want to be able to, you know, my, do my tumbling. I really, um, I was in the Olympics, you know, for, uh, floor exercise and, um, I just, uh, I like having an open floor plan to be able to really stretch out, do my thing, shoot hoops in the living room if I wanted to, you know, things everyone wants to do. And so I made a Pinterest for that, and now I never use it. I haven't looked at it literally in months. We bought, we bought a new house, so it, and we did not build a steel building home. No, we did not. Wow, but Jack has a Pinterest. But I don't use it. Do you use it? Do you use my Pinterest? <laughs> no, I just... I like, oh, okay. I I feel like you're. It's very important to you that people know that you don't use Pinterest. Oh, I'll use it on there right now. I may do some podcast stuff. I don't on think there. there's anything wrong with you having a Pinterest. Can I create turn it into a horror movie podcast Pinterest? Of course, and then you can pin ideas. Yeah. <laughs> As if I needed more social media things to. What keep are up those with. things called? Me- memes, 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 memes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Granny. <laughs> yes, Granny. Those are called memes. There's lots of that out there. Um, okay. Well, um, Becca, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Um, um, you're always welcome and we're going to have to come up with another movie for you to do. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on upcoming movies you've seen. Um, or you, the, the, you want to look at, but always be welcome to always feel welcome to, uh, give us any ideas you have. Okay. Um, let us know. Okay. I'll do it. Um, how's the weather there? Is the weather good? <laughs> well, the tornado siren stopped. Okay. That's a good sign. But it's so sunny. It's, it looks yeah. like it's sunny outside on Skype here. What's the sponsor well, yeah, by Skype? Yeah, um, it's kind of cloudy. Oh, okay. It just looks brighter there. I mean, it's sunny-ish, but there's clouds in the sky. Yeah, they were just testing the tornado siren. But I, I was almost like, um, I would like to change my weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> a potential for tornadic activity. <laughs> gosh all right well rebecca thanks for coming on um you guys have anything else to say to each other no anything else we're just looking at each other through you're my you're my hero man ultramat same i mean i'm not my own hero you're my hero rebecca you always have been thanks maiden oh i think i'm gonna cry now <laughs> god all right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, Rebecca, thanks for coming on. Amanda, thanks for coming on here. You're welcome, Jack. Um, you guys are great. Um, we're going to finish up our uh, post-show um, um, Horror Movie Podcast Live. Uh, it's on uh, the TV Guide Network. Uh, tune in. To, I'm just joking. Is it a musical coming soon? It's a coming soon to NBC this fall. It's Horror Movie Podcast Musical starring Danny DeVito as Pucko. All right. Kill it. Killing it. All right. Thanks, Becca. See ya. <laughs>